Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sandspence Radio. Fuck off, Ross Lyon. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods Footy. Respect for one of the members of uh, this team. I'm going to downplay this a lot, Sean. It's fucking amazing. Oh, no respect given. No. no. None deserved. Fuck you and your respect. Sorry, Dusha. You're taking this really well. <laughs> He's no, it's fine. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, we'll get to that a bit later because, yes, uh, the team at the top of the How Good's Footy. How Good's Footy Cup ladder? Yeah. How Good's Footy Cup ladder. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, suffered their first defeat, uh, but they're still sitting middle of the table. Yep. Yep. One and one. And look, yeah, fair enough. That's fine. Do you play either of us again? No, I think we only play each other once. So you're relying on well, actually beating Geelong. Brisbane beating Geelong. Wait. And then we all tie. And then it'll just be percentage? Yeah. yeah. From those three From those three games. games? <sighs> Brisbane are going to have to win by a lot. It is it the Gabba. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, over the weekend, Essendon lost to Geelong, and that's fine. We'll talk about it later. I'm just quickly flipping through the fixture just to make sure that we don't play any of you, either of you again. No. I know know we've only got you once, and I know we've only only always have Essendon once. Yeah. Until finals. Ooh. Ooh. Based on the ladder predictor I did after round three, there's an Essendon-Geelong prelim and then a (laughs) Geelong-Brisbane grand final. (laughs) (laughs) I did another ladder predictor the other day. Yeah. And Brisbane are going to win 15 games. In a row? <laughs> no. Total? Yeah, total. That's pretty good. And finish fifth <laughs> in the regular season. Wait, uh, in your ladder predictor, where are Geelong? Uh, first. What do we What do we win? Uh, I think I have you dropping six games. Okay. Don't know yeah. where those other five yeah. games are going to come. Yeah. Just, you know, just, I was just, you know, just playing it out how I thought it just might go. Is one it of was them. a conservative approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. naturally, I think Brisbane might win every game from here on out. Forever. <laughs> they may remain undefeated for the rest of time. My God. 
Chris Fagan will be coach when he's 150. <laughs> Cam Rayner will still be playing. They'll just put him in a lab and get him out again. I feel like what will happen is if Brisbane go undefeated for the rest of the season and then win every game next season, Chris Fagan will instantly just be made coach of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And Hodge will be made king of the back line. Yep. I'll have statues of both of them. Imagine if a team, backyard. just in any sport ever, yeah. got so good that they just never lost again. Fuck. It would like, never happen. It, but imagine if it did. <laughs> it won't be Geelong. Mate. Yes, Tom. <laughs> no, I'm not thinking it'll be me because we'll like the AFL is designed for equalisation, so teams yes. are naturally going to bottom out. Yeah. But like, there was just a team that just never lost again in a mm. sport. It's probably like a handball team in Yugoslavia that's just the greatest handball team of all time and has probably. never lost. And I mean, to be fair, Yugoslavia no longer exists. So <laughs> <laughs> we've already fucked it. Damn. Should we dive in? Enough of your fucking fucking fantasy world bullshit where <laughs> teams don't lose a fucking game. I'm sick of hearing about it. First game of the round. Collingwood beat Port Adelaide. I heard your tip, guys. If you fucking tell me that you tipped Collingwood, don't wink nah, at me. I didn't. I, didn't. Sh- okay, I tipped yeah. Port. No, nah, I tipped Port as well because I listened. I actually had a chat with Tom just before the game started and he convinced me to go with Port Adelaide and I'll never trust him or Ken Hinckley again. Why? Uh, Why would you trust me in the first place? You big know. idiot. I don't know. Uh, I'm bad. I tipped Collingwood. Yeah, no, because you're good. Yeah, I fucked Am up I still beating you in the but... tips, though? Yes. <laughs> a lot of people are. No, you're yeah. not beating Dusha. Am I not? Oh. Nah, you're, you're in the How Goods Footy tipping cup. You are fucking last. Am I really? Yeah. Dead last? Not, not dead last in the comp, but in this room, yeah. How far? I think uh, you're about 89th. Douche's around 50 or 60. I'm exactly 60. You are 89th. Where, uh, where am I? Oh, also important to notice. So I'm 60th. Colin Doyle, 59th. <laughs> oh, cop it. Carno. Yep. With a huge ace this week. Yep. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Currently 7th. Hang on, hang on, hang on. If you had yeah. a tip Collingwood on Friday night. We'd have got 9 and we'd have got the stupid bonus point that our competition has. I can't get rid of it. Well. One day I'll get it, hopefully. <laughs> you came close. Yeah. Fuck you know what I love? to win the comp. Oh, I yeah. Pinch so, it with a bonus so yeah. if Sean hadn't have listened to you and had stuck with his original feelings of tipping Collingwood, he would have got nine and therefore ten, which would have put him one clear in, in the lead. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a good friend. I'm a very good friend. I'm That's a friend right, you should listen to all the time. I forgive you, Tom, because there's still many rounds to go and I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. All right. And shout out to Topper. American Pies and Nico, who are the top three currently. Good on them. All right. Coming for you. It's huge. Anyway, this game, Collingwood are probably the favourites going in. So maybe they, they should have won, but they won emphatically. They destroyed Port with a burst in that first quarter. What, like seven or eight goals in the first quarter mm-hmm. and just put them to fucking bed. Seven goals, six to three behinds. Yeah. Stevenson kicked three goals in the space of ten minutes. They just... Ate them for breakfast and then kept going. He's a freak. That's right. We we looked at it and thought Mason Cox isn't there. Porter playing well. Well, and it's it was Bokes too. Fiftieth. That's right. So even if they hadn't have lost, I thought it might be a bit closer. But Jesus, yeah. um, it's got no heart really. No. Pendlebury has decided he enjoys playing well after Anzac Day and has con- continued that form. He's decided. I'm like what thirty three. How how old is he? Um, 32? He, he's the same age as Joel Selwood, I'm pretty yeah, sure. He's like, fuck it. I want to win a brown, though. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Mm. Trelaw and, and Gary. Gary was like, I do too. 
but not on my fuckhead. Whoops, I can't win it now. Mm, we'll get to that I later. I did a bad thing. But yeah, Collingwood. Eh. Collingwood and Geelong are probably the premiership favourites at the moment. Uh, and the Giants. Collingwood and Geelong are the premiership favourites at the moment. <laughs> really? Yeah. What? The Giants beat Geelong at home. Who gives a fuck? They're the Giants. I'm rating them. All right. You're top of the ladder. Yeah, I know. And they beat it. They're the only team we've lost to, and we lost to them in Geelong. Turn it up, Tom. And they lost Callan Ward. They were a player down for the whole day. My prediction is that both GWS and Collingwood will fade away. They'll both make the eight, but I don't think either of them will be premiership contenders. Oh, that's interesting. You didn't mention uh, another team in that uh, little little bit there. Shut up, Tom. (laughs) So arrogant (laughs) this week. (laughs) I hope St. Kilda fucking beat you in a prelim. I hope you don't even make the grand final. That's St. Kilda in a prelim. Mm, that's not that. <laughs> fucking hell. I'll get more chance of losing to Brisbane in the prelim because hey, they'll, they'll at least be there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. One, one thing to come out of this game though, the goal of this show every week is to find out how good footy is. And you know how good footy is, boys? It is little crying, the young fella yeah. who is unfortunately brain tumour, I believe, for fairly serious brain tumour. His one wish, though, was to run out with the Collingwood Footy Club and be chaired off by the players and be part of the Collingwood Football Club. Full credit to them. They made this happen. Adam Trelaw was fucking unreal with this kid. They brought him on at the ban- at the start of the game. He spent the whole week with them, training with them all week. Yep. End of the game, they chaired him off and he got to sing the song in the rooms with the players. And if that isn't how good footy is, I tell you what, that almost makes Collingwood tolerable. <laughs> Also, follow-up to how good footy is. Uh, after this game, they, uh, Cameron Ling, former Geelong great, got yep. interv- uh, was interviewing Jaden Stevenson, and his opening line of the interview was like, how good's footy? Oh, big fan of the show. Loves the show. Big, you know why? We are the premier sexy land measurement podcast in Australia, and Lingy loves a big sexy land. He l- loves his local. Loves the local sexy <laughs> land. Gets around it in a big way. It's got shares in it. Probably. He owns half the town. <laughs> Billy Brownless owns the other half. <laughs> That being said, if I ever found out that an AFL pop, uh, AFL player had heard this podcast, I'd instantly become so nervous. Oh, <laughs> me too. Especially one that worked in like a media. <laughs> Just lifted the lid on trash talking bullshit podcast <laughs> run by three idiots. Oh, man. Kane Corns probably knows who exists. Well, he knows you exist, definitely. That's dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> Did we mention the fact uh, that at the Anzac Day game, one of the rude How Goods Footy tweets directed at Eddie Maguire got published? <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, so, listeners, How Goods Footy fired off an angry tweet after the Anzac Day game about... Not during. Uh, during, 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 about Eddie Maguire being fired from his job, fired from his family, and then fired <laughs> from a cannon into the sun. We tweeted that we fully and in- officially endorsed an incident come from behind victory. Yes, and um, we also endorsed Eddie yep. Maguire being fired from his job, fired from his family, and fired from a cannon into the sun. Now, The Age, which is a reputable newspaper here, was doing a live stream of the footy. Yep. What did they feature in their live stream? Uh, that tweet. I, <laughs> they just, with the headline, Struth. Oh, <laughs> very funny that we got casually recognised by a major newspaper talking about launching Eddie Maguire into the sun. Just imagining the social media person looking at that tweet and being like, <laughs> far out. Oh. Going, not going far out, sure. Look at that tweet going, struth. <laughs> Just immediately hitting retweet. Ridiculous. Um, next game, because there's probably not more, much more to talk about. Yeah, not really. Stevenson kicked four. Good good for him. Yeah, great. I guess he's fine. He still sucks. <laughs> I hate him. Um, next game, Saturday afternoon. A very close game and a surprising result, except for Tashawn, who tipped them. But uh, Melbourne beat Hawthorne by five points. 
Um, yeah. Oh, I knew it. I this, knew it. This was – I was talking to a few people and this was on the cards, but I think – I got sucked in like I think everyone did and thought that Hawthorne were, were good. <laughs> yeah. Newsflash, they're not. They're middle of the road. Yeah. So are Melbourne. Yeah. But the difference is that Hawthorne probably have one or two superstars, whereas Melbourne actually have a few that just haven't been performing. I tipped Melbourne just because they're more desperate. Yeah. A loss for them would have been fucking ugh, disgraceful. Pretty bad. And uh, they were looking down the barrel of one early. Oh, definitely. They I were was a bit worried. I was like, Jesus, Sean, you've already fucking tipped Port Adelaide. Now this. <laughs> <laughs> now, so what? It came down, what, four points, three points? Five. Five, Five points. points. Came down to the last, really the last 30 seconds. Mm. The ball goes into to Hawthorne's forward 50, and the Demons manage to get it back out and hold on for a huge win. And I'll tell you what, Simon Goodwin, happiest man in Melbourne. Most relieved man. Oh, my God, yes. Although, again, I don't know if the pressure's on Melbourne internally as much as it is externally. Again, you have that weird thing where, like, the outside view. For example, I think the pressure on North Melbourne is huge both internally and externally. Yeah. Whereas I think Melbourne came in, I think, what, they had 14 of their best 22 not have a full preseason. Do you think because of that? Yep. That Goodwin and he's like he's he's not really in any danger. No, absolutely. Melbourne could miss the finals this year, and in turn, like I mean, the media will jump on him, but he'll be fine. Yeah, I also think weirdly, if if Melbourne course correct from here on out, they are every chance to make finals. This yeah. year is cooked. I still have, I still think that they will. They were still, but I don't think they'll go deep. But they'll probably make maybe sevens or eights. Well, it might be you know a few years back when Sydney were zero and six, and they yeah. went on that huge run, made the finals, but and, they were just cooked by the time they got the finals. And Melbourne have already got two wins. Yeah. And their draw probably gets a bit easier in this middle chunk of the year. And there are teams like St Kilda and Freo and Wolf, Gold Coast will flag a bit. Yeah. Um, even Richmond are going to start flagging with it as the injuries just keep mounting. I, I think I think it's not doom and gloom for Melbourne. Do you know who's back? Max Gorn. Fucking best player in the AFL right now. Number one. Number one ranked player in the AFL. I don't know how to fucking shocker on the weekend. What's, Big Max. <laughs> what's that stat where you look at the top? Like what round do you look at the top eight and it – Historically, it generally doesn't change that much. Usually about round round eight. Round eight, I think. Yeah. Eight to ten. I just look at that eight right now and I just think... What the fuck? Well, I think Saints would come out. You would think Freo would come out. And really, like logically, I don't think this, but you would look at it and say Brisbane will probably fall down a little bit as well. Probably. They'll tie. Adelaide surely will Adelaide, drop Adelaide perhaps. Port Adelaide are also shaky. And you've the got f- teams like... Oh, well, West Coast have got to come in. Richmond, well, Essendon. Do they sorry. though? Richmond, West yeah. Coast, and Essendon are just outside the eight. And well, actually, yeah, Essendon's one game out, but Richmond and West Coast are one uh, just percentage out. Surely, like there's <laughs> those three you just mentioned plus Melbourne are the only four that could come in. I reckon. I don't really rate Hawthorne. What about Sydney? No, no chance whatsoever. Well, they're rebuilding. No. Oh. <laughs> we'll get to their game. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> they are um, rebuilding. Yeah. Anything more about... Oh, and again, guys, another example of how good footy is mm-hmm. in this game. After the game, James Harms has a number one fan. Yeah. The bloke sits with the Melbourne Footy Club with Down Syndrome. Yep. Harms comes over, beeline for him immediately after the game, big hug, gets around him, fucking loved it. It's great. Guy had like was having the best time. That's how good footy is. Next game? Next game. There's not much more to say about that one. Yeah. Also, I didn't watch a lot of footy this weekend. Yeah, busy weekend. Yeah. Busy watching Star Wars because <laughs> it was May the 4th. Oh, all right, Tom. Which Star Wars you watch? The only one that matters. Last Shadow? Yeah. <laughs> How, how'd you feel? Fucking rocks. Yeah. I was worried because I haven't rewatched it since it came out and I we had, had this conversation yeah. previously. Um, tell you what, still very good. Anyway, 
JWS Saints. So uh, Giants won by 44 points, but there was a point where I thought that St. Kilda were going to get over the line solely due to belief. They were, they were playing on just Hart, but Hart will only get you so far, and um, um, it, it didn't get them far enough. Gresham was trying too hard to be a hero, and he was taking <laughs> shots from like 55 out on the boundary and stuff like that where he should have been looking because he was like, no, I need to lift the team, and he ended up having a shocking game. No, I respect it though. Yeah. I Got respect to lift. the move. Got to, go. keep, got to keep firing those shots. Go Who to, else is there, Dusha, I ask you, in that forward line? That's, look, great question. I mean, question, there's yeah. Membry, Bruce, and... Um, look, there's a lot of options. Walker? Uh, is that the young, the new guy? Matty Walker? Don't know, mate. The guy with the tats. Looks like he just, you know, he's come straight out of a bikey gang mm. into a football side and looks good. Dean Kent played a bit like a Kent and kicked two goals four. <laughs> but, hey, just, they're still in the eight. They, they're still there. Their draw's going to get... Exponentially harder as we looked at the other day. Yep. Do you know? Do you know who's pretty good at footy though, guys? Who? Jeremy Cameron. Mm. Yeah. Kick six. Ah, uh, there was one point. There's one. The exact moment that St Kilda lost the game happened. I think it was in the third quarter. Ross had a shot from like 30 meters out yep. directly in front, hit yep. the post. Uh, GWS went from coast to coast, kicked a goal, which took it from 18 points back up to 24. To 24. And then GWS just piled on the goals. That was Is it. Cameron on track for 100? Uh, so he's at thirty. Yep. Round six, round seven, round six. So the last play, seven, last time seven. a player kicked uh hundred goals was Buddy Franklin in 08. Is my maths correct that he is on track for ninety goals by round by the final round of the year? Yep. And then add on finals, add on final. He could, so so Franklin 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 was thirty six this time when he kicked his hundred. Mm-hmm. So. I think we, if Cameron, if if the Giants, as we suspect, as I suspect, you guys don't, but as I suspect, go deep in September, they might. Yeah, he's on track to kick 100 goals. He's on. However, he is, have you seen the Coleman leaderboard? He's likely to get suspended at some point. Or well, anything. to be fair, there's been a couple of incidents this year where you can actually see he has changed the way he crashes into packs. Good, because well, I, honestly, good, good on him because he's obviously walked away and gone. That was really bad. Yep. I can't do that anymore because mm. then I don't get to play for five weeks. And also, I nearly killed a guy. So if either, if that's what he's taken away from hurting Harris Andrews, then good on him. Yep. He is, so he's on 30 goals. Do you want to have a guess on Tom Lynch, who's coming second? How many goals he's kicked uh, for the year? Is he on 17? Yeah. Yeah. Cameron's going to win the Col- – Cameron's already won the Coleman. No one's going to fucking catch him. Well, Kennedy has a habit of just like coming from nowhere. Against like – Weak side is kicking twelve. Yep, he does, but he's well off. Yeah, and also Cameron's the, one of the only forwards so far this year who's kicked three goals at least in every game. That's I think, insane. Yeah, that's a crazy stat. Three goals in every game at least. That's really good. If he plays the majority of the year, he'll win it. I think it's insane. In terms of key forwards, it's pretty much just him and Lynch. Yep, because then the rest I'm assuming would be like Dugowie. Well, Dugowie's equal Zipper. second with with Lynch. Yeah. Um. And then Rowan's, I think, fifth. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's bizarre. It's a bizarre year. People are like, oh, it's going to be the key forwards here because of all this space. But it's actually been small. Well, they're playing midfielders out of the yeah. goal square to, to maximise on that. But yeah. it's a uh, power tier. Heard an article this week that uh, Geelong are sniffing around Jeremy Cameron. You saw that. Fascinating. Chris Scott was interviewed about it by Jared uh, Jared Whitley, and uh, uh, he, he said, have said shit, would he? Chris Scott said, yeah, we, we're really interested. So are 17 other clubs. <laughs> Why would you not go after Jeremy Cameron if he was looking at other options? Mm. Go for him. 
We probably need a big forward at Acidon. I mean, but here's the thing: you can you can push him up the ground a bit. He's mobile. He's good. He's 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 probably going to become in the next five years the best forward in the comp. If he kicks a hundred goals, Tom, he's already the best. But 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 it's in like consistently within the next five years. I, I, as I, if he's a young player. No, no, no. So what I mean is over the next five years, if he kicks a hundred this year, there's no reason why he won't just improve on that every year. He's that good. Big call. Not improve, but get around that he mark. He kicked 45 you know I mean? goals last year and like 43 the year before. Yeah, but he's, he's already been, kicked 30. He'd been injured and also suspended for like six weeks, five weeks. Well, he played 18 and 19 games. Oh, well, there you go. But he must be having a fucking huge year. Yeah, this is... I think his most in a year was in the 60s. Um, hang he, on. He was all Australian. It might have been his second or third. Yeah, year. that year, that breakout year he had. Yeah. He kicked like 10 in two, like in two games yeah. or something in a row. He's a freak. You'd love him. Oh, you'd take him. Just that, his- that, the thing about Geelong, though, the article that I read, the slant on it was that it was like it could be a salary cap dump situation, but surely they've sort of managed it by now, haven't they? Yeah, but the issue is they've still got so many players they need to re-sign. Mm. Whitfield, Green, they've just signed Kelly, mm. and now they're going after Cornelio. Who, did you see the goal he kicked? He's a freak. Where it wasn't – it was an accident. He was clearly going into a teammate – both Saints players misread the ball. It bounced between them and then kept going into the goal. Yeah. <laughs> and he was kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking take it. Take it. Yep. <laughs> um, but that's that's it, I think. And, and one thing is the Giants are missing players but are covering it better than they have in previous years. Yeah. yeah. They're scary and they're good. We'll see. It's only round seven, Tom. They'll be there. They'll be, They'll there. be thereabouts. Not there, there. I don't know if I put them in my eight, to be honest, at the start of the year. I can't remember. My eight was fucked. Um, I had fourth Melbourne. So... <sighs> Fuck, Tom. Uh, I need to really look at my eight. Um, and I've already rung Brad Scott and said, you may look like a big idiot. Which... And he was like, you did that to yourself. You didn't need my help. But you're welcome. Whoa. Actually, does Brad Scott know how to use technology at all? Did nah. he know how to answer your call? I didn't. Did you page him? I paged him. <laughs> send him a fax. Yeah, send him a fax. And he Actually, read it. <laughs> I rang Chris and said, when you see your brother next, can you just let him know that this is what I think of him? Yeah, and he and, said, I'll tell him at Christmas. Yeah. 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 When I'm <laughs> holding a premiership cup and he's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next oh. game at the Gabba. Oh, Brisbane Lions defeated the Sydney Swans. Boys, I'm really, I'm really loving footy at the moment. Good, it's good. Yeah, I had a couple of down weeks, but then last week they got back on the winners list, um, and they were good. They were good, not polished though. But they, but again, winning ugly. Did you see some of the stats out of this game. <laughs> Inside fifties yeah. was. Insane. It's the most I think I've ever seen Brisbane have. I think they had like 79 inside 50s. To like 30-something. 77 to 40. So that's fucking crazy. That's the kind of thing where you would expect a team to win by about 100 points. It's crazy. Um, the thing that stood out for me, I don't know. I think they've been traveling obviously a little worse this year, the Swans. But over the years, for as long as I can remember, they're like the benchmark for contested footy. And they, they've been pretty good around that stat this year as well. Brisbane smash them. Yep. Like the biggest, in the wet the too. biggest smashing again that I've ever seen from Brisbane probably was like 180 to 140. And bearing in mind, this is the danger game for you guys because the Definitely, last equivalent yeah. of this game, Sydney came in and beat you and then that kick started there. Yeah. We haven't season. beaten Sydney in, I think, nine years. Jesus. Brisbane are ticking off a few of those things this year. We hadn't beaten West Coast in years. We hadn't beaten North Melbourne in Melbourne in about seven years, stuff like that. So it's a it's a really good I'd still call it a development year. Yeah, it is. And the fact that they're five and two and they're top four, fucking exciting. Well, the reason I still think it's a development year for you is I was watching parts of that game and any time 
there was like a bit of a surge from Sydney. It was usually when Hodge was off the ground, Hodge or Rich. Yeah. And you just saw that lack of leadership expose them a little bit. Mm. And you go, right, they're still a developing side, which is scary considering how good they are as a developing side. And bear in mind too, they're missing Harris Andrews as well. Who's kind of when Hodge and Rich aren't sort of the general he is. He's there. Um, Paul Roos pulled some vision out that I thought was really cool on Fox Footy, where he was like, "If you actually watch Hodge, he is obviously coaching them out on the field, yeah. but he's switching matchups on the fly." Jeez. And Sydney are like, "Fuck, who do we match up on?" Because Hodge is like creating all these mismatches. Yeah. It's Jeez. good. It's insane. He's Second such coach. A gun. Oh, I love him. He'll be the coach at Brisbane. He will. You, you would think so. After Fagan coaches for 150 years, <laughs> they Hodge, They'll resurrect Hodge, Hodge yep. um, using witchcraft. We were talking before about goal kicking. Brisbane at the moment have five players who have kicked over 10 goals already. Yeah. Well, even this game, uh, you had four players kick two goals. Yeah. And then another one, two, three, four, five. Another five players kick a single goal. So we've got – and Damix Day is sort of just off the 10 as well. So we've probably got six players who potentially will kick over 30 goals. Which is huge for which you guys. Is, which is great. Considering I think sign. your leading goal kicker in a few years has been 24 goals. Yeah, like we uh, we would have had – Eric Hipwood's probably won the goal kicking the last few years with something in about the 25 to 35 sort of – Josh bracket. Walker – Won your goal-kicking award in his first year at the club. Did he really? With like 20-something. I heard it in the commentary and I thought that was very funny. Josh Walker is one – I think he's got the most marks in the AFL at the moment. He's, his reinvention is insane. He's, he's really People awesome. talk about, oh, Liam Jones reinvented himself as a great intercept mark. I reckon Josh Walker's reinvention as a defender has been better than Jones's. He'd have to be in the frame, I think, for all Australian at this point. He's Ext- awesome. Extended squad? Yeah, I think Possibly, so. He's, not, maybe he's not. probably not on the, in the no, starting lineup, no. but he – Weirdly plays better when Harris Andrews isn't out there. Well, because he becomes the go-to guy. He sort of came into his own last year in the back line when Harris Andrews was out for like five weeks because of the concussion. Because of the murder. Because of the murder on the The face murder. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, McCluggage is exciting. McCluggage. Every week he's just getting better. So this is the thing. We talked about contested footy and that was this game. This game was wet. Like it was pissing rain. Yeah. McCluggage in the wet is so clean. Mm. It's insane. Yeah. So clean you forget it's even raining. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, it must be uh, 40 degrees and sunny out there. Oh, no, wait, it's pissing down. Though I saw a stat today that was players this this season who have had 20-plus touches and kicked more than two goals in a game. Yep. yep. Um, I think 51 players have done it once, and then it, then it thins out. There was someone else with McCluggage who have done it three times, and then the only player better is Gary Ablett's done it four times. <laughs> so he's just behind Gary Ablett in that stat. That like, is insane. It's fucked. It's crazy. He's got a like, chance to catch him this week too. Jared Berry's just signed for four more years. When they get McCluggage to sign as well, fucking hell. That's huge. Oh, I just love Brisbane. Future is bright at Brisbane. It's bloody beautiful. It's Sydney, not even the future anymore. too, to be honest. That they were, but there were, again, positives to be found. Like Papley, Papley. Papley had a huge Papley fucking game. A couple just, of them were cheap as shit um, though. That, yeah, that goal from 50 wasn't. That was huge. No, he, he kicked some good ones. That was unreal. Yeah, that honestly, Bris- like – Sydney should not have been in the contest. No, you should have killed him in the first quarter. But really untidy in the second. Sydney played some good footy. Also got some fluky goals too. I thought. Well, I think I think Papley. They they got back in purely because I feel like guys like Hewitt and Papley just lifted the team and carried them along. Um, But then when they were challenged, like last year when when Brisbane were challenged, they just fell apart. So this year it's it's exciting because they're just hanging. And it got it got. Within what a couple of kicks late there. Yeah, there was down to sixteen points. I think. Yeah, and then you the last one. Zorko. Oh, Zorko had probably his best game. Yep. He was still a bit untidy. Conditions oh, were shit. It was a footy. captain's game. He kicked a ripper captain's goal. Yep. Oh, I just see Daniel Rich's goal from about 60. 
Just, so Daniel Rich kicked one from 60. Yeah. Yep. Isaac Heaney also kicked one from 60. Yeah. The reason Isaac Heaney's is better than Rich's, though, is because Isaac Heaney also don't argue nobody. Have you seen the footage? I saw that, yeah. <laughs> he, he, just, think- he expected the contact. And it's not there? He just brushed someone over. He's like, oh, all right. <laughs> he kind of goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> Takes off. <laughs> Josh Walker's about four steps behind him. <laughs> oh, and Big O nearly murdered uh, Papley, too. Oh, yeah. He Big loves o, taking big marks. Big O is just in that phase where he's doing a couple of exciting things a game. Yep. Hipwood's attack on the footy has really improved in the last couple of weeks, and I'm I'm, I'm excited by it. Dan McStay, he's just around the corner, I think, from kicking a bag. Yep. He's just not quite there, but his attack is good. And um, I've seen a few fans be like, oh, he's not kicking enough goals. Drop him. No. He's great. He's attacking the footy. Keep this, don't drop players. Keep They're the structure. Attacking. Yes. Structure's important. Love it. Love Brisbane. Very excited. Well, Sky's Sydney. the limit. See you, Sydney. So, uh, yeah. Have a nice holiday in August. They've done it before. Johnny. But it won't happen. They're not making finals this year. They're a different side. 100%. Yeah, they're not just not good enough at the moment. They nah. will be as soon as next year. Yeah, probably. they'll be fine next year. Yeah. Uh, speaking about not good enough at the moment, uh, next game, Richmond got exposed and destroyed at Marvel Stadium by the Western Bulldogs. Predictable. Um, I'd like to make a statement. Yes. Uh, to... My dear friend Aaron Norton. Yes. Uh, for two weeks, I was backing that you would that the Bulldogs would win, led by your prowess. And this week, I got off the bandwagon. I was hurt by the last two weeks, and I jumped off. Yeah. I tell you what, boys, I'm the first to admit when I was wrong, and Alan's coaches, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be tipping them again next week, then? I'll be tipping the Bulldogs next week. Yeah. Well, that's bullshit because they're going to lose to Brisbane. Oh shit! Oh, oh no. But let's let's put it into context. Richmond's backline is just like fucking non-existent. But they've been winning with they their non-existent have, they backline. They papered over cracks, and then Dusty's not doing enough at all. He's got no help though. No, but I'm just I'm not sold on him. He had obviously that super year where it was like he just shaded Dangerfield last year. Just didn't really do it for me. He nah. had some moments, obviously, and played some decent footy. But this year he hasn't really done anything. But back to the man. The legend, yes. the haircut. <laughs> he's twenty years old, yeah, and he's doing shit like that. He's he's what nine contested marks. The last player to do that was Drew Petrie in two thousand eleven. Yeah, he's equal second with Petrie for the most contested marks ever taken since they started recording that stat. Mm-hmm. Just behind Wayne Carey. Yeah, big dickhead, good at contested marks. That'd be yeah. one behind him. That's huge. Kicked five three. Yeah. Could have had ten million. <laughs> Bucky's good. It's amazing for a twenty-year-old, and and Mackay, I would put in that bracket too. Yeah, they're sort of because uh, Tom Hawkins is a good model because he was maligned for years and probably took six years before he the eleven grand final. Yeah, he's coming he took off. Yeah. Yeah. these guys seem to have seem to be cracking into it a bit earlier, and that's yep. exciting. I think that's clubs. Just, I mean, if you look at it, there's probably at every club you could name a forward yep. who is. That nineteen to twenty-one who just Who's looks like gonna be a star, but like, not quite. So Hipwood's almost there for you yep. guys. I think Sav is probably the one at Geelong. Yep. But for these guys, Aaron Norton, he's a star already. He's ready to go. Well, they they're desperate because Shaggy hasn't worked yet, and Tom Boyd's been out for a while. Well, can you? He played Tom. So he, he's the other scary prospect. So Tom Boyd played VFL on the weekend, first yeah. game back. Yep. Beveridge said he's he's, now, a, he's a while away, but that's okay. At some point in the midpoint of the year, though, if they can keep getting a couple of wins here and there, their forward line suddenly becomes awesome. Yep. And they, the English yeah. gets a hand in the ruck. They have a very good midfield. And Norton can play back, yep. which he did against, I think, the Swans in that game where they, they beat Sydney. He 
went back, plugged some holes when needed to. Big fan of him. Yep. Bontempelli's very good. He did. Yeah. Richmond just really struggle against Bontempelli as a whole. Every time they play, he just gets off the chain. Yeah. The doggies are a weird side in that they have a couple of teams that they're just they're really they're really good against. Like they challenge Collingwood, I think, every time they play yep. them. Yep. And it's the same with Richmond. Same with Richmond. Um, do you know who's probably like they've got Bontempelli, who's amazing. Norton's fantastic. Liberatore's had some had some done some good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Their most important and best player is Caleb Daniel by a mile. Yeah. He was awesome. If he's up and about, like like McRae's good and Lockie Hunter's good, but if but you look at Daniel, he he will take a player on wherever he is on the ground, and his kicks are sensational. Like his field kicking is unreal. Yeah, big fan of the helmet boy. Yeah, <laughs> little little boy, little fella, staying yeah. safe, staying safe, running around, helmet on his way to glory. His Having efficiency a good time. is good. Yep. I mean, he doesn't really do long kicks. He does sometimes, but because of the shorter kicks. He keeps the efficiency up, and yep. he, it just works. And it picks its way through, you know, zone or yeah. rolling defense. Yep. I think the doggies are, are going to keep – I think they've had – I think the doggies are going to do this all year. They're going to have some really good patches, and they're going to fall away a bit because they're a developing side. Yeah, I yeah. think they're a middle club. But, but I think they if they turn it on at the right time of year, as they have shown they can. Correct. And they might sneak in. They're yeah. going to be better for it in the long run. Yeah. Um, see the news that fucking Dale Morris may come back again from an ACL in a miraculous amount of time. It's insane. <laughs> this is the same Dale Morris who played with a broken back, did his ACL last year, and came back in about 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. The man is going to be mostly titanium by the time he <laughs> retires because his body's just going to deteriorate. But what a hero. Anyway. Next game, Saturday night. West Coast Eagles beat Gold Coast at Hellhole Stadium. Didn't watch any of this. Have not seen the highlights. Don't want to. Uh, they were cruising at halftime. Yep. And then nearly fucked it. <laughs> Gold Coast got back within two goals. I think that sums up West Coast this year. They're hot and cold. They haven't clicked. Cruising and then Shh, almost shit the bed. Fuck. Yeah. But they won, so that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just to put it in perspective, at halftime, they're up by 42 points uh, with about 10 minutes to go. I think Sexton kicked a goal that put them two goals yeah, down. And Eagles were only were up by 11 points at I that point. I thought it was on. I thought the steal of the century was on. If it, it had been anyone but maybe the Saints, uh, the Suns, it was on. I mean, it just, they just don't have, heart, the Suns. they do, but they don't have the polish yet. That's it. If it had been like the Saints or Brisbane, mm. it was on. Yes. Oh, or fuck. What a, I mean, it's positive for the Suns. West Coast, have they really convinced him? Like they've, they've clearly got a thing over Collingwood. Yep. So that, take that result out. They're, they will 100% come into the eight. Oh, absolutely! They'll top. I think they'll finish top four. They'll just eventually just get good. Do what Hawthorne did every year and just get good at the right time yeah. of year. It hasn't clicked, and they're still, I think, four and three. Yeah, so they'll be all right. Yeah, it'll all come together. Nick Nat will come back in. Oh fuck! I forget that. Yeah, yeah. He worries me when he comes back in because I'm like, I just don't want him to be injured again. Yeah, I'd rather they just not play him until Ever grand again. final yep. day, <laughs> so he can just grab a medal, and then whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Yeah, love it. I right. run, run her up medal. Yeah, because Brisbane will win. <laughs> but just th- thanks for playing, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Next game. Yeah, Sunday. Wow. <laughs> now, yes. Before going into this game, we said that there was like, if North Melbourne beat Carlton, who cares? Because like, well done, you beat Carlton. Well, Carlton had a lot to play for. Turns out we were wrong because uh, North Melbourne rocked up with murderous intent. Oh yeah. <laughs> They uh, they during the week 
they'd inv- invited, uh, who was it? Was it Martin Pike? <laughs> no, Mick Martin. Oh. I was like, I'm trying to think Martin, Martin there. They invited Mick Martin back to the club and he yeah. went, just go out there and kill them. They're like the same bloke. They're two Martins. <laughs> they are. Yeah. They had, no, Mick Martin Bald, came in. Love head button. And Martin Pike came back and they went, just just do a murder. Yeah. Just, just do a guys- straight up kill. And uh, Pikey would have had the beer out. We'd have been like, if you win, you get one of these. <laughs> or if, if you, you like lose, me, 20. And if you lose, you get one of these. It just clenched his fist. <laughs> so at halftime, Carlton had kicked one goal seven and North Melbourne had kicked 10 goals six. And I think that pretty much shows how the rest of the day went. Yeah, Ben Brown had four goals to halftime. Did you boys both chip Carlton? Yep. Yep. You didn't? No, I backed North. Yeah. Carlton had a lot of injuries. That- well, I wasn't paying attention to that. And then as soon as the game started and I started yeah. to look at who they were missing, I was like, fuck, why didn't I pay attention before I just tipped on Hart? Cade Simpson's really crucial. One. Well, Cade Simpson and Cruiser, especially with a team like this. Yeah, and McGovern didn't play either. I Yeah, he was a late out, wasn't he? Uh, not super late. Not late enough that you shouldn't have been switched on and changed your tip. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was too busy getting very anxious about the geelong Essendon game. Mm. Um, this is, was huge. Cameron Zerha yeah. kicked Six, five goals. Five two. goals. And had like twenty something touches in like his like fifteenth game ever. Yep. Like that's cooked. He loves it. Having said that, that's they beat they beat Carlton. Yeah. Still true. Look, if you're a North Melbourne supporter, enjoy this moment. It's not going to happen again. Do you know what's awkward though? Mm. Is they won after dropping Hall, who's one of their was one of their big name recruits they brought in. Does he get a game back? Probably not. Do you change this lineup? Absolutely not. Why go if you smash well, a team like this? No, there's a difference. Like I get what you mean. When you win a game, you kind of don't want to mix with your lineup. But when you've no. beaten Carlton, you absolutely can still improve. Well, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how they uh, play next week against Geelong. Good luck, boys. Brother versus brother. Ooh, what good Scott versus bad Scott. <laughs> bad Scott versus worse Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh. Is that time already? Huh. That's right. It's uh, country round time, Tom. Time for round two of the uh, How Goods Footy Cup. All right. uh, yeah, Sunday Sunday afternoon, Geelong defeated Acidon at the MCG. In a danger game because because of the fuck up last week, um, you missed my comment talking about how this game was massively stressing me out yes. because the last two years we've played this country footy round game. Uh, Geelong have come in flying in great form Essendon off a big loss, and Essendon have fucking pumped us. And I said to my mate, uh, who is a big Geelong fan, that this game today will give us the best indication of where Geelong are at this year as a club. Mm-hmm. Because if they've improved at all, if they've if there is really a new plan, if there's a new way of playing, they'll there's belief, it. they'll win. Can but, you measure yourself though against such a hot and cold footy club? Well, yes, because they've been they've they've been cold and then hot against us the last few weeks, mm. and they started pretty strongly. That first quarter was pretty even, mm. and then uh, we just put them to bed. Because here's the thing, right? You so didn't, you didn't put us to bed. No, 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 no. Like, tried yeah. to tried to put them to sleep with elbows, though. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, look, yeah, there's two big takeaways from this game, which we'll get to. Before we get to that, though, in the if you look at the inside fifties in the second quarter, they had Essendon had so many more inside fifties than us, and our back line. Fuck, I love my backline, Sean. Why wouldn't you? Mark Blitzarves, just Rag put him tag. in there. Australian, lock. Tommy Stewart, fuck, he is Australian. Australian. Again, lock. Just put them both in there. They've become, uh, in my opinion, and it's very biased, the best one-two punch defensive unit in the league. 
Well, who would be better? No one. I mean, you would go Rance Asprey. That or that Grimes. Or, or Rance Grimes, but no Rance. But that's out of the equation this year. Yep. Uh, who else? Oh, for me, not proven yet. But Andrews and Gardner. Andrews and Gardner. Maybe maybe Hearn and McGovern. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. But this one, because the thing about Stewart and Blitzarves that make him so dangerous is, so Blitzarves what two hundred something centimeters, so he can play on a big big guy. But he's mobile, so he can play on a small guy. Yep. And because he's also mobile and big, he can play on a Dagoe or a Fife or a resting Martin at full forward. Yep. And Tom Stewart can do exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. I would also argue our whole back line, with probably the exception of Taylor, can play on big or small. Mm-hmm. College Asney did an absolute number on Tipper. And uh, fuck, I love my back line. Love my forward line too. While we're just talking how great Geelong is, two young guys had awesome games on the weekend. Brian Myers played his best game. I think he's now kicked a goal in every game this year except for round one against Collingwood. Mm-hmm. Colt Hero. Colt Hero. He's got great hair, great name. Had like 24 possessions. And then Tom Atkins is what Geelong have been missing since Max Rook retired. <laughs> he just hits... Hits the packs at speed and just is like, nah, fuck you. I'm getting that ball and I'm going to put it where it is. Tim Kelly continues to just make me so excited and also stressed and anxious about him leaving my club. But if he gives me a grand final, I'll be okay. Max Rook changed his name. Yeah, he was originally Jared. Jared. And he changed it to Max. Yeah. Because he's a fucking hero. Because a man, what's your name? Oh, Jared. What's your name? Max. Could you imagine watching Mad Jared starring Mel Gibson? That'd be a terrible fucking movie. Feel like that? Yes, he did change his name, but it wasn't just because he Max is a powerful sounding name. No, it was his middle name. Dusha, this might interest you. Yep, Essendon have won three games, uh-huh. and in those three games, Tipper has kicked twenty goals. <laughs> and in the games, the four that you've lost, he hasn't kicked a goal. Zero. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. Barometer. Mm. Also, Fantasia being out that was massive. Didn't help. Yeah. Well, no, that, that hurt, but then, I mean, we lost Selwood, Tui, and then Dangerfield died, but mate, kept going. Mate. Tui hasn't played this year, though. Well, Selwood and then Dangerfield dying. We, but last year, though. Who was playing on Dangerfield? Uh, he was playing in the middle. Would have been playing on, like, Merritt or someone, and then went forward. Yeah, because we killed him. Well, because he died. Mm. It's that thing, though, like, where last year, and again, this is where I see the improvement as a Geelong supporter. Last year, no Selwood an injured danger and also no Tui would have yeah. meant see you later, Geelong. Question. Yes. Was Ablett booed prior to um, his murderous intent? No. And he had a lot of the ball too. No. He he got booed after. Look, let's talk about it. The big incident from the game is- um, There's two big incidents I want to talk about, Tom, and two things that gave me hope because at least my team didn't look like these two big fuckwit moments. Uh, first one was Gary Ablett not playing next week. Uh, yeah, so Gary Ablett decided, hmm, Geelong's winning this game. Dylan Shield, he's, he's having a bit of a good game. What if I arrive late to a contest, but rather than trying to get the ball, I just throw an elbow at his head? Jump off the ground as well. Yeah, yeah. that's bad. It, it's the it, fact, if he gets off, that's fucked. I, I, They're I, not going to challenge, are they? I would. I mean, I'm yeah. going to look. Why wouldn't you? Why would you? But you don't lose anything. You don't get penalized more if he appeals. You don't risk it. No. Well, no, no. So there's, he's got one week. Yeah, regardless of a guilty plea, early guilty plea, whatever. I guess it wouldn't hurt to challenge it then. Just challenge it. For the game, though. I wouldn't be surprised if Gary Ablett was like, don't. I don't want to challenge it. He shouldn't. I, As a Geelong supporter, I think he deserves the week. He He's lucky he didn't get two. 
Well, yeah. when I first saw it, I thought, enjoy your two weeks off, mate. Well, because Shield got straight back up and the injury wasn't severe, I thought, nah, he'll be fine. It'll be one week. They should take other stuff. If they're taking but they don't. the after effects in, they should be taking stuff like Gary Ablett is like, he's been one of the better players in the AFL for years. He's never been suspended or reported. This is the first time he's been suspended. What the never fuck? Never been reported. Never been reported for striking, I think. Maybe maybe he's been done for like a trip or a dangerous tackle. He's, a, he's got tripper written all over him. But mm. he's never been suspended ever, never been fined. What a fucking weird fucking time to just throw an elbow. And he, it wasn't like he was playing bad. Yeah, he'd been no, playing ama- and he played and he played amazing for the rest of the day as well. Kicked two huge goals. I think he freaked out because Chris he's supposed to have a break, and Chris Scott was like, "Nah, we'll keep playing him." And he went, "Fuck! I didn't get Easter Monday off for prayer. I had to play <laughs> fucking football." He wants a week off. Yeah, that's all right. We're playing North this week, so you don't need him. He doesn't give a shit. Um, is uh, the other big moment uh, something that I predicted uh, when? Oh no, I know the moment. Yeah, there was a big moment that I predicted. A moment that was praised two weeks ago. They tried to recreate and like ended up looking like huge, dumb fuckwits. And it was so nice to see them hoisted by their own fucking petard. <laughs> when fucking Hawkins passed the ball to Clark to get him his first goal, I was like, imagine how that would have looked if Clark had have missed. You would have been like, why did my best for like one of the best kicks in our forward line pass yep. it to a first year player? Yep. And you're like, no, nah, it's good. It was all hard. It if was it- a lot. That one, all heart. 100%. This one, dumb not hard. shit. Big, dumb, fucking dumb. So if you've, if you've missed it, the footage is on the AFL Facebook page and it's worth a watch because it is fucked. Dangerfield takes a good mark on, on, the, on the goal square. Uh, so he's about 10 metres out and then he decides to hand pass it to Jordan Clark. Who, if you watch the footage, says don't. Don't. <laughs> Actually goes like... Does the hand settle down and goes to turn his back? <laughs> and the ball's coming. Danger's like, yeah, I'll give it to you. And he's not ready for it, so he falls over. Guess what? Rushed behind, geniuses. <laughs> if they had have lost the game, my I, goal. If you had have just lost the game, I would have fucking. However much money it would have cost to fucking rent out Federation Square, I would have done it and just streamed that moment all week. I was so stupid. It was very stupid. But I will say, Dangerfield, I don't think was able to kick it because his right oh. ankle was fucked and his left knee was fucked. From 10 metres out. Nah. He was, the ground, he was basically grub. dead. Well, then why was he on the ground? That's because, selfish oh, in I think, itself. I think it's one of those things where for rotations, leave oh, him out there. Nah. Fuck That's off, danger. He wasn't going to do any more injuries. What a sook. Get That's out of there. So I reckon they were to Clark. Nah, do you and know also what? Clark, why don't you earn a goal? Yeah. He has. Well, he kicked, he kicked even... one from 55 against the Crows. Well, that's good. I respect that. Stop fucking. Don't go to the goal square. He didn't. Get out of there. He was running back to see, like, because if Danger didn't mark it, there needed to be a crummer. He was the crummer. Dangerfield marked it. And Clark went, cool. Did the hand up of, yep, stop. Just showboating Geelong. Oh, yeah, it was dumb. Sean. Makes, makes me sick. Arrogance is what it was. Yeah. It was. Dripping with arrogance. So much arrogance. None of that in country round. That's not what country round's all about, Tom. Do you know what country round is about, though? And you'll appreciate this, Joel Dusha. Country round is about kicking it from the centre square, mm. a la Jake the Package Stringer. That was your that was your best passage to play for the whole day. Yeah, I mean it was also kind of silly because he kicked it from way too far out. There was no one anywhere near it. Though. Yeah. It was always going to go. Was through. he having a shot? No, uh, he no he was. Jesus, stringer. <laughs> he just took off like so. It was a quick a, a quick turnover, huge tackle where Guelphie yep. and Merritt killed someone. Good ball turned over and then stringer just went from the square. <laughs> Got and and it went through. Didn't bounce like bounced past the line. So he, he kicked it probably 60 metres. Oh, right. Yeah. Goal of the round? 
Mm. It wasn't fancy enough. It was just like a, a very long straight kick. Yeah, it was pretty good though. Yeah. Well, Stringer seems to be doing like what we need him to do, but that he's trying his best to lift the team yeah. or trying his best to make sure that everyone talks about him every weekend. Hard to say which one he cares about more. But look, he's finally in a position where you're like, I'm, I'm glad he is playing for us. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Geelong are a good team, so it's hard to be like angry or stuff. And like well, I said, there was we Geelong went in and clearly we our defense worked to shut down the ball coming in, but Delhouse, Atkins, and Myers shut down Saad, McKenna, and Zaharakis who was sometimes yeah. playing so that you mm. couldn't run the ball. The, the most indicative of that was that Ablett goal where Saad got the ball and went to take off and Kelly just ran next to him, was never gonna get the tackle, but just didn't let him go anywhere. So he had to go backwards and then immediately Rowan and Atkins and those quick small guys got it to Ablett, who might like elbowing people in the head, but I tell you what, for an old bloke, the ability for him to stop, step through like Merritt and Heppel, who were so much younger than him, and then just snap it off one foot, it's like, fuck, he's good when he's up. Great goal. Very good goal. Bad bloke. Likes to elbow people in the head. Don't do that, Gary. He's been he's really revealed his fuckhead <laughs> colours this year. Danaher got him back though. Likes a lot of good. things, does just, Gary. Just in a pack, just Oh, I've tried to spoil the ball and I kept going. <laughs> Um, uh, look, go Cats. Big fan. Love it. Danaher didn't do much, but he kicked a goal, so that's all right. It's a pretty fluky goal. It doesn't matter. Still kicked a goal. Blitzhouse kept him to one goal after he almost won Anzac Day by himself. We're missing Mitch Brown. Yeah. I mean, that's you talk about Fantasia being out. Mitch Brown not being there was probably the biggest one for us because he would have kicked 10. Yeah. yeah. He, and- if ever a bloke was born for country <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Do you know what else, though? Like, Jake Stringer was at home, too, because it was country round. Mm. Just minus a letter. <laughs> something else worth mentioning and something that a Sans Pins boss member and fan of the show pointed out to us is that Mitch Brown is suspiciously injured just before Mother's Day. <laughs> Coincidence? We don't think so. It's no. one of the best theories we've ever seen on the show. <laughs> and is- it's probably, it's right. Yeah. I'm going to call it a theory because it's fact. Mm-hmm. Here we, oh, man. Much like how Gary Ablett left the Easter weekend, supercharged from too much church. Oh, Imagine what Mitch Brown's going to be like when he comes back from Mother's Day. Just kicks 20. <laughs> Mitch, what's getting you over the line? Can't say. Just just, <laughs> just sums over the line. Me clunking marks. His hands are so sticky. <laughs> I think that's it for the weekend. Yeah. I think well, that's every game. Uh, so, look, that was only eight games. There yep. was a ninth game where it was Adelaide versus Fremantle, but it was the most disgusting display <laughs> of football I've ever seen that I... Refuse to talk about it. Do we have a vote? Are we going to just not talk about this game at all? I, well, usually no. what happens, Tom, is we talk about the positives or we look into a game at all. There was nothing. They played, both teams played like horse shit. Actually, no, I'll talk about one thing. No. Really? No, no, no. I'll talk about the halftime score. Okay, yeah. 13 to 14 at halftime. It was obviously torrential rain. Well, that's what I thought when I saw I got out of the, the Bombers, the John game, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh, must be pouring rain. Boys, I walked past a pub on the way to the train station. It's perfect conditions for footy. Far out. Clear night. No dew in the air. Like warm. Perfect. Mm. What the fuck? Ross Lyon. Reeks of garlic. Reeks of garlic. Also, though, someone put up a thing on what's the worst like halftime scores ever. Adelaide have been involved in four of them. That one is that second quarter. It was the lowest scoring second, the, the fifth lowest second quarter yep. in history. And Adelaide have been in four of them. Jeez. Or three. Anyway, more than one. So Come the on, halftime Don. score, though. But here's the thing, though. So halftime score, 1-6 to 2-2. Two, two. To 2-2. Two, two. 
Right now, the quarter one, time score was one three to two two. two, two. two. Six behind. Uh, three behinds. Three behinds. It's just not good enough. Cancel their license. Let's get a team in Tassie. Burn them both. No, do you know what? No, here, guys, guys. Kick both of them out. Just yeah. bring both the Freo women's and the Freo and the Adelaide women's teams in. Yep. They're both much more exciting. Here we go. And just put Eddie Betts in one of the teams. <laughs> both he, of them. He kicked a good goal. <laughs> but that's it. Fuck that game. Fuck this round. Let's look at next week. Friday night. Essendon take on Sydney. Ooh. At the SCG. How much are you going to win by? I'm going to say conservative three goals. Cool, cool. The same three goals the tipper is going to kick. Is that all going to be the, the first three goals? Like, is that what you'll be in front by at halfway through the first quarter when you kick the first three? How far will you be in front by the end of the game, though, when you've kicked? When he's kicked 30 goals. 30 goals to none. Well, this, Tom, much like how you were nervous about playing us the weekend that just passed, I'm nervous about this game because Sydney, a couple of, yeah, two years ago, uh, exposed us in exactly the same way where. That had a rough start to the season, and then they came against us. Is this the us. Gary Rowan goal? Yeah. <laughs> well, we were up by like 20-something points in the last quarter. He's and not then- there. Buddy might be back. Oh, that's right. Hurley will have him covered. Sydney are a dangerous floater. Yeah, they're just a- t- They're stressful. A- they're a floater because yeah. they're a big piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bombers by five goals. Yeah, I'm going Bombers. I'm going Bombers too, but know that when I'm watching this, I will be panicked. Do you know the other thing, just to rewind a game, yep. one of the reasons that Geelong won is that Rowan and Hawkins worked really well to separate Hurley and Hooker so they could never chop one out. Oh, very crafty. Very good work. You can't Who's, separate the boys like that. No, you can't. They love each other so much. Who's your forward coach? Uh, Corey Enright. That's Enright because I'm not giving any credit to Scott for that. Well, innovation. Look at that. But look, you look at the, you know, the the real great our back line, coach by Matthew. I reckon just dual coach next year. Ooh. Enright Scarlet. Ooh, he's just getting rid of Scott. <laughs> Keep him there. Yeah. Just have him around. The runner. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, he can't get out on the ground. <laughs> All right. Uh then the Hogwarts footy teams are like out of the gates straight away oh, next round. Uh Western Bulldogs take on Brisbane at Mars Stadium. Oh, where the fuck is Mars Stadium? I'll tell you where it is. It's out of space, bro. I'll fucking be. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, they're bringing the game to you. It's in Ballarat. Oh. Um, I might go down for it. It's, it's a lovely Saturday, Arvo. Might Think, as well. Thinking about getting in the car and getting It'll be there. minus eight because it's Ballarat and it's May. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're eight layers of clothing. I think Brisbane. Yeah, it is, I, a, it is a big, big, big danger game, I think. I think it is the way that, as I said, the way the Bulldogs are playing. But I think. I think it'll be low scoring. I mean, I've got to back you, yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulldogs won. Oh, fair enough. Uh, you say that you think Brisbane. You also think Brisbane, Tom. I know Brisbane. They're going to win. They'll win easy. Good, easy, easy good lad, this one. Uh, it's going to be 14 degrees and raining in Ballarat on oh, Saturday. Beautiful. That'll do wonders for the cold. All right, next game is Carlton take on Collingwood. Collingwood will win this at the MCG just in case. Oh, anyone. wow. Shocking. Oh, man, it's amazing that Collingwood about you know, that's that's although, guys, it could be a danger game. Collingwood had a travel last week. I don't think it'll be on paper it looks like a bloodbath, but I think it'll they'll win by about five goals. No, it'll be a bloodbath. Well. Brody Grundy, no cruiser. 
Whoever wins, we lose. Both flog clubs. <laughs> <laughs> it's the alien versus predator of you. Now, that was last weekend, Adelaide versus Freo. And you know what? We all lost. Yeah, football lost. Colling- okay, so this is round eight. Collingwood would have played six of their eight games at MCG. They've played one at Marvel Stadium and one at the Gabba. Oh, man. That's no, stock standard from them, though. No wonder why fucking Eddie's given Gil big kisses. Mm. Piece of shit. Both of them. Fuck them. Next game, Metricon Stadium, Gold Coast take on Melbourne. Oh, this is an intriguing game. This game is fascinating. Yeah. Melbourne are on the rise again, but the Suns almost beat West Coast at home. I reckon the Suns might win just because they believe. Do you know what? I'm dumb. Go, go Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Alex Sexton to kick five. I don't think I actually tipped, but I'm also tipping Collingwood. Uh, Marvel Stadium, St. Kilda take on West Coast. That again, that's fucking hard too. We could have been in for a lot of good games this weekend, or they could all be shit like they were this weekend. I mean, I'd say. love St. Kilda to win. What do you mean all shit? Our games were great. Right, Sean? Yep. Yeah. Fuck off, Tom. Yeah, Tom. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think West Coast will win this one. I think they'll come out and respond. I'd love it to be St. Kilda, but I think it'll be the Eagles. Yeah, yeah I'm going to tip Eagles. Then we have Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide take on... <sighs> Adelaide. Oh my oh. god! What a what a what a wow! Saturday's got some huge games on it, and then this one is the oh, this is the icing on the cake. Flip a coin. I'm and, tipping Port and Port Adelaide. Just yeah, it'll be under a goal. I think it'll be as every showdown. People talk about like you know the Western Derby being a big game, but generally you can predict that a mile out based on the form of whatever team's in form. This game here, one team could be on top of the ladder, and one team could be wooden spoon. Yeah. And the game would still be decided by a kick. Port, I think they'll be they'll be angry. Port by three goals. Port by fucking thirty five points. Fuck tradition and oh, fuck Adelaide. A blowout. A blowout. Port by the accumulative score from Adelaide's previous game at halftime. <laughs> Two goals. Yeah. If, if Port name Motlop, then I'll switch to Adelaide probably. Yeah, true. Yeah. All right. Sunday. North Melbourne take on Geelong at Marvel Stadium. I think it's going to be a big Mother's Day present. Yeah. Uh, to my mum. <laughs> and uh, it'll be Geelong. And to the Scott Brothers' mum. Yeah. Because she clearly loves Chris more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tipping Geelong also. Yeah, cats. No, she'll get a present that she always wanted. She'll get a win and more disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> Her favourite thing in the world is hearing Brad sook, so she's going to love it. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, again, to be fair, though, this could be a fucking dumb danger game. Yeah, definitely. Like, we could lose to North yep. very easily, yep. but I don't think we will. They've had a big win. They're fired up. Selwood probably comes back. Tui comes back. We lose Ablett. Imagine we lose to North and that co- like you drop from first on the ladder. Uh, we'd have to lose by a fair bit, I think, because our percentage is fairly hefty. Remember that Collingwood are playing Carlton. And their percentage, whilst only 10% lower than you. We'd probably drop to maybe third at worst. Anyway, but I think we'll win. Then we have Hawthorne take on GWS at the MCG. GWS. GWS. Yep. Same. And then last game of the round, Frio take on Richmond at Optus Stadium. Oh, could I? Any game involving Frio, I just I feel myself getting bored thinking about it. Yeah. Frio. I'm going to tip Richmond just because I think they're going to want to bounce back after that loss. To I don't know what you're going to get with Freo. One week they're kicking 100 plus points, and the next they just can't do anything. They're at home though; they kick well at home. <sighs> just don't know. I'm going to go Freo, and uh, I think 
Richmond have lost Vloston and possibly Rioli as well. Jim Hardwick, this is the richest comment I've ever heard when he was interviewed after the game about the injuries. He's like, oh, it would be nice to get a bit of luck every now and again. Mate, you had the luckiest two fucking years <laughs> of any fucking club. Lift. Shut up. Yeah, that's, that's big silk. That's Brad Scott levels. Yep. Shut Careful. up, Dimmer. Careful. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Anyway. How do you drink your Do you want to try that again, Tom? No, I, I said what I said. I'm just waiting for you to give me an answer to my question that I very clearly asked you. All right, Tom. Yes, we do have emails. Yeah, Thank say you, you got it. So much for screaming at me and the listeners. Uh, you know what's great? You're wearing headphones. Yeah. Well, someone's <laughs> going to produce the show after last week's travesty. Anyway, emails. <laughs> First email is from Jackson from America. First time listener, long time caller from the land of the free, home of the brave, where we bleed red, white, and blue. The United States of motherfucking America. <laughs> this is an urgent email because it's happening, my boyos. AFL is making it to America. The number one talk show in the nation, if you ignore a couple, Conan, played AFL on his show. Mind you, it was a team like the Swans and not a real team like the Saints. Yeah, speak to Matt Stewart about that is what the email says. I'm not saying it's because of the Holy Trinity of Rose the other week, but I'm not saying it's not that either. I did see this. Did anyone else watch this? No. It was very funny. So Conan was in Australia doing mm-hmm. like a tour. And he went to the Swans and like trained with them. Um, they got him kitted up. He's a very pale, lanky man. Yes. yes. Uh, and then he had to practice kicking a ball and then uh, had to practice tackling. And they just got George Hewitt just to stand still. And Conan had to just get around him. He just could not move him. <laughs> very funny. Uh, so, yeah, Jackson likes to think that the Holy Trinity of Roasts is what propelled the AFL's existence into Conan's radar. Love it. I think I, he listens to Haggard's footy. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Conan loves it. Always. Big fan. Keep on with the roast, baby, and peace <laughs> peace be with you on your journeys, and maybe one day the stars will align for a second roast trinity. <sighs> Fucking hope so. Could be this week. Could, could be, be this week. So uh, as we- It's a dangerous one this week, but it could be. There is a few emails that I'm going to be reading that are from a week ago that didn't make the cut in my oh, recap. When Sean was stuck in space. When Sean was stuck in space and our recording was stuck in fuck knows where- and I was in the studio by myself at 12.30 in the morning trying to remember what we said. Do you know what I love is that you were able to propel yourself back on the back of Brisbane winning again. Well, no, I had to come back down because I was suffering from exposure up there. <laughs> like, I've, I haven't, it's been a while since I've been up there that long. <laughs> and um, it was, yeah, like, you can hear it in my voice. It's yeah, fucked. It's yeah. having an effect. It is. It's an effect that I don't mind, though. Yeah, no. You'd, if you got laryngitis from being in space for too long. Yeah. 
You back wouldn't. in 2001, I was in space for 15 straight weeks. So <laughs> it changed me. All right. Next email is from Louis. G'day, boys. I'd like to start by saying how good's footy and to tell Tom to stand the fuck up in tipping. I just joined and I'm already beating you. Keeping in mind that I forget it's not 2013 anymore and I keep tipping my beloved Hawks every week, even though that isn't a guaranteed way to win. Anyway, I found how good's footy on a hot summer night and fell in love. Despite having grown up in Melbourne and being a mad Hawks fan, I'll be honest, my footy knowledge before 2010 was pretty lackluster. You boys have taught me all about the dirty competitive beast that was the 2000s footy, and for that, footy professors, I thank you. In particular, I loved the conspiracy episode. It made the off-season much, much, much more bearable. Oh, we'll, we'll be doing more of that. That's my uh, goal in life is to uncover all the conspiracies. Now, I have a problem. The fuckheads that are Gil and Jeff Kennett aren't allowing my beloved club and AFLW team this fucking sucks because I love the AFLW but can't follow it in the same way that I would if I had a team in the league. I went to a ton of VFLW games last year, so I have a fairly good knowledge of the players. So I need a team for season 2020. I enjoy a good underdog story. In brackets, I support the a- AFC Wimbledon in the English soccer pyramid. And they're basically a fan-made club, which is part of the reason why I adore them. But I also like a team with a bit of flashy stuff. Thanks in advance, boys. Go Hawks. Louie. Um- P.S. For a Cats fan, Tom, you're not bad after all. I knew that. Uh, basically, look, if you like flashy stuff, but you also like a ragtag team, Carlton probably. Nah, they're not ragtag. Underdogs, he said. Underdogs, so. Brisbane. <laughs> Why'd you long? We're an underdog team. Brisbane are. They don't have any fucking team left. They're I just going to be operating on pure heart next <laughs> year. So get behind that for a year and then jump onto the Hawks. Well, because, yeah, they're getting one in 2021. Yep. So it's coming. Yeah, it's yeah. coming. Thanks for the email. That was a big one. And yeah, I apologize that Jeff Kennett and Gil are both fuckwits. Nice to be reminded that Jeff Kennett exists so I can remember how much of a fuckwit he is. <laughs> yeah, remember that time when his team lost to my team multiple times because he said they were better? Yeah, that was good. Love the Kennett curse. Well, that was the best curse. If I had to rate curses, that'd be in my top five. That's a pretty good one. It's not, it's not the best curse. No. The Sleeping Beauty one, where everyone gets to go to sleep forever. That's a good one. All right, this one is from Callum. Dear professors of footy, after Geelong made my eagles look less like a majestic bird of prey and more like the dead pigeon a proud cat would leave on the doorstep to their disgruntled owner, Fuck yeah, I'm unhappy did. to say the least. Two weeks in a row now we've been outclassed and never looked like challenging the opposition, let alone winning. Congratulations, Hans and Tom. Your cats just keep landing on their feet and show the eagles how premiership contenders really play. Sick round of footy overall, though. How good's footy, boys? Callum. Now, there's two things to take away from this email in the PSs. So this email was sent to us just after... The last round. So not round seven, round six. Yep. Based uh, on the West Coast Geelong yep. result. And also based on this. P.S. You pronounced my name wrong last time I emailed. The A-E sound. The A-E makes an A sound, lads. You're professors of footy, not literacy, though, I guess. So Where's this, the A-E in Callum? It's not. Okay. So I pronounced it right then. Callum. But we were saying Calum last time. Oh, were we? I think so. Callum, get a better name. I've never <laughs> said Calum in my life. You're the one who reads it. I only go off what you say. Actually, no, 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 no. Dusha, I will defend you. That is a cooked spell spelling of the word Callum. No, no. Uh, no, no, no I, rem- I, rem- I remember you showing you the name, though. Yeah, probably. I was like, I don't know. It's probably um, Celt, like Irish, and their names are all spelt strange. Yeah. Anyway. In short, it's not our fault. Get a better name. GPS. PPS. All caps. Collingwood can get fucked and so can those umpires. The Bombers were robbed. I mean, that's true. I'm back on Callum's team. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm back on Callum's team. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Callum. 
Apologies to Caleb. <laughs> oh no! But I no no for him is probably Caelan who listens to our show out there being really confused. We're reading an email that he didn't send in. So apologies to Caelan for being confused, and apologies to Callum for getting your name wrong. We got an email from Ryan who just pointed out something that I don't think we discussed last week. But Jack Rewalt called out Tom Brown on Twitter. Oh, loved it. This you know what the best thing about this was? He called Tom Brown out on Twitter, and then Damian Barrett had a big old sook about players having a crack at journalists and saying that players are overstepping the mark and doing too much. It's like, hang on, on one hand, you complain about not having access to players, and then when they come out and are talking on their social media, you're like, they need to back off. Tom Brown wouldn't have a fucking problem if he wasn't so desperately trying to break a story that he forgot about a fact. Yep. I agree with you 100%, Tom. Tom Brown's a fuck, and so is Barrett. Uh, We're the official anti-sponsors of Tom Barrett. uh, Tom Barrett. No, combine them. Uh, they can both go to hell. Fuck off. Go with- I, wish, I wish you could boo reporters. <laughs> yeah. Probably can. Just, just reading the newspaper going, boo. boo. <laughs> well, I'm glad we've touched on booing twice now because this email also is about booing. Oh. It's from Special K. <laughs> Howdy, fellas. Emailing from space. I just wanted to touch on some points in regards to booing that was discussed last week. He has great Wi-Fi up there. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one of the worst forms of booing that wasn't discussed is booing... The umpires as they walk onto the pitch before the game baffles me every time it happens. Booing is pretty problematic and I'm not a massive fan of it, but I'd be lying to say if I didn't boo beams at the Collingwood Lions game. Hero. I recently had a local game where someone booed us as we ran out and used some derogatory language. So I told him to get fucked (laughs) and he shouted at me all warm up. So I went over and gave him hell. Got sent from the game before it even started because of the club's no abuse policy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Probably inspired by old John Burke bashing umps and fans for Collingwood. Fucking hell. <laughs> Special K. <laughs> Regardless of booing, footy is the absolute best. Up the Lions. Keep up the good work and fuck Collingwood. Have a good one. Carmichael Hunt. Oh, he's the best. Is Special K the most how good's footy, how good's footy? Well, listen, listen yeah. to this. P.S. Not sure if this is common knowledge or not, but Mitch the Ram Robinson, in brackets, my self-appointed stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> is sponsored by a place called The Plough Inn, which is a pub in South Bank that I've witnessed multiple fights at 4pm. Pretty spot on for a sponsor, if you ask me. 4pm uh, or 4am? 4pm. 4pm? Oh, that's outstanding. I feel like I've been to The Plough. I haven't been in any fights there, but I definitely know <laughs> the were name. Were you there at 4pm? You probably got there too late. <laughs> <laughs> you were there at 7.30. The fights all happened. <laughs> oh... I have a good 4pm fight. Do you know why? Do you know why Mitch Robinson isn't as aggressive this year? Uh, yeah. Well, he is, but why isn't he getting as many fights? He's why? getting all his aggression out in Fortnite. Oh, he loves it. Uh, seriously. Yeah. He's getting to kill people in a game, so yeah. he doesn't have to kill people on the field unless it's by accident it's when great. he's going for the ball. Just tries to kill himself on the field. <laughs> there was a play on the weekend. He's he never get been a, fr- a player to throw his head back as much as Mitch. <laughs> no. I love it. <laughs> if I didn't go for Brisbane, I would hate him. Yeah. All right. This next email from Raymond, and I've just like scanned it. This is basically just a recap of his weekend playing in local footy. And it's just a man being so excited about local footy. So this is a a story. This is how good's footy. Yeah. Dear boys, sorry for the long email. Just played my first game of footy in 10 years. Unfortunately, I missed the first two rounds due to an ankle injury in a practice match. In brackets, fuck Spotswood. (laughs) The local hellhole stadium. (laughs) We went into this match sitting fourth on the ladder. Two wins, no losses, and one bye. Melton, the other team, sitting undefeated on top with 4,300, 43,600% after three rounds. That what? doesn't sound right. I'm assuming there's meant to be 
a decimal place. So like 400 436%, 400%. which is still... Yeah, but to be fair, but local footy can be fucked. <laughs> local footy can be fucked. It could be like 300-point wins. Remember there's that game. team that hadn't won for like 10 years and they finally won and they just drank beers on the ground? I played for a team like that. <laughs> Hopes were not high with the captain doing their best to raise morale. It was a dark, cloudy day on the local equivalent of Hellhole Stadium, which is something I mentioned earlier, but that wasn't in the email. I just said that. Now he's mentioned it anyway. And a massive wind blowing to the southern goals. We lost the toss and began going against the wind. Melton led hard, but we defended well. Unfortunately, only got it in the forward 50 twice with a minor score, leaving the score three goals, four, 33, to zero goals, one, one, a quarter time. Oh, wow. If this is a comeback... I'm going to come back. Second quarter went just as well with poor conversions, leaving the scores four goals, seven, 27. All right, hang on. He's cooked the scores here. So three goals, four is not 33. That's no, uh, 23. 23. Anyway, second quarter. No, went- wait, it's less. It's 22. 22. <laughs> wow. Uh, second quarter went just as well with a poor conversion, leading to scores four goals, seven, which is 30, 31. Yep. To one goal, one, seven. We had to lift. And we fucking well did throughout a great leadership of our nugget-like man of a vice captain. (laughs) (laughs) We got up and kept them goalless despite the gale-like wind backing them. Bring it into the final quarter. Four goals, eight. (laughs) One one goal, one. (laughs) They're still in it. Oh, I love this so much. And they've got the wind. They've got the wind. They've got the wind. They've got the breeze. Oh. Enter the last quarter. The coach of Melton is fucking blasting them while we have grins. Our faces ready to get the freight train rolling. <laughs> Things start off strong with a goal in the first two minutes, followed by another and a behind, bringing us to seven points down with five minutes to go. A massive bomb down the ground to our goals results in the goal of the match with the captain grabbing, bo- grabbing the ball one-handed out of the contest and <laughs> bicycle kicking it through. Fucking hell. <laughs> Luke Parker style. Two minutes left in the game. Ball, ball comes down out of the rock. To the wing, we get it, run down, shot it, and it goes through. Touched. Scores a level with less than a minute in it. Holy shit. <laughs> Melton rush it out, get it down the ground to their forward 50, straight out to our fullback, who bombs it back into the mid. We mark it and run with a short kick to our big boy Jezza, who <laughs> knocks two players off the ball, grabs it, spins, and shots a point with 15 seconds left on the clock. Oh, the biggest point in the history of football. Horns are blowing, people are cheering, and the sound of 22 blokes creaming their shorts is heard across <laughs> the ground as we had fucking done it. It was my first game I've played in so long, and it was the best game I've ever been a part of. Thank you guys so much for getting me back into the sport. Up the Warhawks, in brackets, not a typo. W Hawks. That is... Williamstown? Yeah, I think it's Williamstown Hawks. Cheers. Ray. PhD candidate. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Ray... Are you a PhD in great fucking games of football? Is that what your PhD is in? Oh, I respect a true professor of footy right here. All right, last email from Randy, who has branded himself the fucking idiot. That's my title. Hi, boys, specifically Dusha. Recently, I sent a dumb fuck email that was apparently way too close to the recording of my favorite podcast, How Good's Footy, to be received and therefore relevant to that week's broadcast. Yes, I was a fucking idiot. A loss to North Melbourne, in brackets, a team I believe you have a soft spot for, will not have been as soul-crushing as a loss to Collingwood. My only mistake was typing North instead of Collingwood. You'll be happy to know I learned my lesson and have waited for until Geelong crushed Essendon to say, <laughs> I'm sorry, Essendon lost again because I like you. Nah, fuck Essendon. Go Cats! Randy. Randy. 
So big fan. Randy, uh, if you remember, I believe, uh, wanted me to be angry. He said that he likes. Oh, likes that's me right. Yeah, he yeah, sent yeah. an email uh, trying to rub salt in the wounds of a game. He's in the Good Friday oh, game. That it already happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh boy, that's fine, Randy. Thanks for the email. Uh, P.S. He wants angry. He's not getting it. <laughs> oh shit! Oh. <laughs> I thought he's going to explode. This is like nigging. Shit. P.S. In his post-match on-field interview with Jaden Stevenson. Cameron Ling said, how good's footy? In his opening sentence, everyone is listening to the best footy podcast. PPS, it took me a while to figure out, but 3 p.m. Thursday Melbourne time is 2 p.m. Wednesday Eastern Standard Time in America. Hope, hope this helps other listeners. <laughs> well, that's all good because you're an hour early for when it actually goes on. <laughs> it's 4 p.m. Wednesdays. <laughs> 3 p- oh, my God. Randy, Randy, you you and time, you're just not good at it. And I love you as a man who likes Geelong, but you need to get better on time. So, Randy, if you want to hear Haggard's footy on Play On Radio, you're going to need to listen to it. On Wednesday, for a start. (laughs) No, which means that he's going to have to listen to it at 3 p.m. Tuesday. Yes. Which is American Eastern Standard Time. Yes. That is when when we're on Play On Radio which is 4 p.m. Wednesday, Melbourne time. Yep. For fuck's sake, Randy. Jesus. I said I wasn't going to get angry, but I did. But let's end this show on a positive note. Tom, we received a package in the mail from Jacob. We, uh, yes. Yeah, so this is a um, this is a letter. This is an old school letter. Uh, and he's just written very simply from Jacob McRae. Uh, G'day, lads. I feel like you need this more than I do. Thanks for your work and good luck for the season. Up the Giants. And there's an asterisk. And we go down to the bottom of the letter. Up to, but not including, Toby Green. <laughs> that's from Jacob McRae. Now, that's the letter. Yes. Yeah. What was with this letter? So Mark Jacko Jackson, the most fucked player in the AFL. Greatest. Yep. Loved fights and loves kicking goals and also just loved being an insane man. Uh, something that I don't think we touched on is the fact that he wants Tom, what did he do to his coach after he got, oh, got a bit of a spray? A, what, <laughs> when he was at St. Kilda, he put a brick under the brake pedal of the coach's car. Fucking hell. This man is. <laughs> this man is. I don't think I knew that one. Yeah, Trevor Barker put a brick under the pedal. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> what happened? Got in trouble. That's why he wasn't playing for them. Pretty much after that, he crashed. No, no. I think he, he like saw it when he got in there, but he was like, "What the fuck, Jack?" <laughs> Jack was like, "Oh, you didn't fucking pick me." <laughs> you went cross-eyed there. <laughs> He's um. But what was it the stat we were reading before where he kicked a hundred and something goals in like eighty at forty games? He kicked three hundred he he only play, he played less than hundred games of AFL. That's right, eighty one games kicked three hundred and fifty goals. Machine. Could have been one of the all time greats. But he, What do you mean could have been? <laughs> but his brain hurts too much. Wow. Yeah, and he's too busy being an individual. So. Which leads us into what has happened, which is that Jacob, Jacob uh, found the I'm, the I'm an individual seven-inch record from when it was originally released in the 80s. Fuck. And sent it to us. We now own physically own this. And Jacob, you'll be happy to know that this has inspired me to track down the my me brain hurts seven-inch. And we purchased that too. So now, How Good's Footy, home to four of the best songs ever recorded by AFL footballers that are lucky to not be in jail for murder. Um, can we also talk about the title of the B-side track? On this, on this uh, vinyl, it yeah. is. Our relationship has given me the creeps. That is the name of the song. I hope it's about not because the the title seems like it's going to be like a relationship, like a romantic relationship. But I hope it's a relationship between him and his coach. Yeah, or him Trevor and Trevor Barker. <laughs> 
Um, well, if you want to send us an email um, to ask for our address so you can send us something, uh, you can send an email to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can get in touch with us on Twitter uh, at howgoodsfooty or individually I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Psychic of Dowie. And I'm at Douche13. And if you do want to send us anything, our PO box is in the show notes uh, of the podcast or you can find it on the Sandspence Radio website. We love getting shit. Send us shit. Don't send us shit. Send us footy shit. Good shit. Good, Good shit. shit. The best shit. Vossy level shit. Oh. If anyone has one of those Voss the Boss shirts, send I'll it in. I'll fucking die. <laughs> send in send us in stuff that's like pre-elbow Gary Ablett. Fuck, Fuck him. him. Yeah, I guess. Go cats! Bombers to bounce back next week. Gary Ablett to get the fucking chair. He already has. Fuck you. I'm buying a house in space. 